Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And I'd like to just go ahead and continue with our lessons in Christ. And uh, for this lesson today, I wanted to continue with Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10, uh, while looking at just some previous notes from the previous class, I noticed a term, a word that, that I didn't look at that caught my attention. So I went ahead and searched it in Ephesians chapter 2. But before we look at that, I want us to just once again read John chapter 14, verse 20. And I guess this is our, our, like our main verse, our main uh, text. It has the term that we've been looking at in... I-N in English, and N um, in the Greek, Strong's number 1722. Uh, it has it several different times where Jesus himself is speaking to his disciples and basically declaring reality as though they were already born again. And uh, <clears throat> I'll just go ahead and read it. John chapter 14, verse 20. N... And I think the King James or the New King James has at, but it's the term N. That day you will know. And that's the difference. There's reality, then there is the knowledge of reality. Reality is always first, brothers and sisters. Then there is the knowledge of reality. Okay? So in that day you will know I am in my Father. This is Christ himself. I am in my Father, and you in me. There's our term again. And you in me, and I in you. In that day, in that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Beautiful relationship right there. Uh, beautiful fellowship of life. The fellowship of the Father and the Son is just tremendous what we've been brought unto in the person of Christ Jesus, brothers and sisters. Uh, so that's our verse. And I want to go ahead and just read, uh, just real quick, the Strong's uh, Dictionary for that word in, Strong's number 1722. It's N. A primary preposition denoting fixed position. Once again, I will insert my word condition in place, time, or state. It goes on. That is a relation of rest intermediate between Strong's number 1519 and Strong's number 1537. And now let's look at those two Strong's numbers real quick. Strong's number 1519, ace or ice. A primary preposition to or into indicating the point reached or entered. And then Strong's number 1537, ek or x. A primary preposition denoting origin, the point whence action or motion proceeds. <clears throat> All right, there's our word n. In, in English. Now, back to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I'll just go ahead and read it. And we're starting with verse 1. And you he made alive who were, past tense, 
dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2, in which, or in, just in, Strong's number 1722, that's our word, in, you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, in whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in, there's our word, Christ Jesus. Verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. There's our word again. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any one should boast. Verse 10, God, uh, excuse me, for we are his workmanship, cre workmanship created in, there's our word again, in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, the term that got my attention is in verse 2. I'll just read verse 1 again. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which in which you once walked. And that's the term, the word that got my attention when I was looking at our um, notes from last class, or from our last lesson, walked, walk. Okay, <clears throat> and what I'd like to do today is just look at a couple of definitions and make some comments and look at um, maybe look at some verses. I'll definitely reference some verses as I was uh, reading these definitions and just considering this term walked or walk. Okay, so this, it's, it's walk. In the Greek, something like that. It's Strong's number 4043. And this is... Uh, I'll go ahead and read the Strong's Dictionary first for that word walked. Strong's number 4043. It says from 4012 and 3961. To tread all around, that is walk at large, especially as proof of ability, figuratively, to live, deport oneself, follow as a companion or votary. Well, there's a couple words in there that I actually had to look up in the uh, <clears throat> in the Webster's 828 Dictionary just because I thought, well, that's kind of odd. Maybe they caught your attention too. But I'll go ahead and read the definition again. To tread all around, that is, walk at large, especially as proof of ability. Figuratively, to live, and then deport oneself. Basically, deport here is used as to carry oneself or to behave oneself, to carry oneself, to that's what deport means, carry oneself, behave oneself. And then um, 
follow as a companion or, it goes on the definition, follow as a companion or votary. Votary is very interesting. It's definitely not what I thought it was. <laughs> I'll go ahead and just read uh, Webster's 1828 dictionary for this word votary. It's from the Latin votus, votus, from vovio si vow, devoted, promised, consecrated by a vow or promise, consequent on a, on a vow. Votary resolution is made, and then it gives an example, equipollent uh, to custom. Then that's as, I guess, an adjective. This is as a noun votary. One devoted, consecrated, or engaged by a vow or promise. Hence, more generally, one devoted, given or addicted to some particular service, worship, study, or state of life. And then it gives an example. Every goddess of antiquity had her votaries. Every pursuit or study has now its votaries. One is a votary to mathematics, another is a votary to music, and alas, a great portion of the world are votaries of sensual pleasures. And I thought that was just good to read. <clears throat> so votary, devoted to, uh, consecrated to, engaged uh, by vow or promise, engaged in, basically you're... you're You're committed to it. You're involved in it. That's what you do. Kind of like how I gave the examples here. Uh, one is a votary to mathematics. Another is a votary to music. You're devoted to it. This is what in the world people would say, this is my life. They would give the example. Watch. They would give it. This is just an example of, of, what, of what people in the world would say. Music is my life. Or, football is my life. And on and on and on and on. They live for it. They exist for it. They're involved in it. That's what they know. That's what they get into. That's, listen, their thing. All right? So, once again, just the Strong's um, Dictionary for that term, walked to tread all around, that is, walk at large, especially as proof of ability. To walk all around, walk at large. And I was just thinking of Abraham. And that is basically what he did. He, in testimony, walked in the land of the living, discovering the only one whom there is to discover. Christ himself. He walked, the, the, the Lord says, the north, the south, the east, the width, the, the depth, the height, the breadth, the width, the length, you know, of Christ himself. Living, moving, having our being in him. Next definition. The online Bible Greek lexicon for the word walked, uh, Strong's number 4043, to walk, to make one's way progress, to make due use of opportunities. The Hebrew, uh, excuse me, the other, that was 
definition 1a, this is definition 1b, Hebrew for to live, to, to regulate one's life, to conduct one's self, to pass one's life. And <clears throat> I'll go on. This is Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words, Vine's Dictionary for the word walk, or walked, as we're looking at it, past tense. Strong's number 4043. To walk is sometimes used of the state in which one is living or of that to which a person is given. Is sometimes used of the state in which one is living or of that to which a person is given. Whatever you are giving yourself to. Also, or, the or, is sometimes used of the state in which one is living. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm speaking to us who are born again. I'm speaking to the church. If you are not born again, you need to be born again. That's all there is to it. You have no life except Christ be present in your soul. You have no life. So, going on with those who are born again, brothers and sisters, just looking at this definition, sometimes used of the state in which one is living, existing, basically. There was a time which Paul, the Apostle Paul, would say, times past, that which was, in which we had what we called life. We were in a particular state, being clothed upon with the garments thereof, and therein we existed among the dead. We learned, we discovered how to, what we call, what we called life. We moved and we had our being among the dead. Even as a, even as a child in the natural, they're born and then they begin to crawl, they begin to learn, though they may not understand everything, they may not know everything, they are constantly learning according to the state, the condition, the quote-unquote world in which they live in the natural. Now we know that that's not life, okay? Christ himself is life, but they, they, we have all, all of us, all of us who are born again, we had our existence among the dead. Before Christ appeared in our soul, we had our existence among the dead. We lived, we moved, we had our being among the dead, having no life whatsoever. And we learned to operate, we learned to function in that state, in that condition. We did, we learned. We learned what was acceptable, what was not acceptable, and then we moved on, okay? But we who are born again, that is no longer our state, nor the condition of our soul. We are now in a, our soul is now found in a new state, a new condition, wherein righteousness dwells Christ himself. 
just as we had to learn how to live, move, and have our being in that previous state, previous condition. A lot of it was by nature. Now, brothers and sisters, we must, listen, begin to learn anew. How to live based upon the true life we now have, us who are born again. How to walk, move, based upon the new life we now have, who is Christ himself. And have our being based upon the new life we now have, who is Christ himself. I remember, and I may have, I may have shared this uh, in a previous lesson or in a different class, but I, I shared this once, and I remember before going to Bible school, um, my jaw is pretty messed up. <laughs> I need braces really bad, but um, I re but it's, it's that's just a that's just a physical thing, you know. I, I remember going to an orthodontist while I still work at Boeing, and because uh, I, I was considering getting braces, and I was talking to him. He said, "What you really need is an operation." He says, "We need to we need to break your jaw and reform the bones and." Basically, wear the headgear and braces, the whole nine yards plus. Okay, and I thought, well, I don't really want to do that. And but while he was speaking to me, he was saying, he was saying this, and you will have to learn or relearn how to eat and probably how to speak all over again. And brothers and sisters, during that time, that is all I needed to hear. No, I didn't get braces. No, I didn't do that lengthy operation. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. No, I can still speak. I can still chew my food, you know. But, uh, but here's the thing. What he was saying was like the Lord himself speaking to my heart. You have learned to eat in a certain state, in a certain condition. You've learned to speak according to a certain state and, a court, and according to a certain condition. Now you must learn anew as though you have never spoken before, as though you have never eaten before. That's what I needed to hear, brothers and sisters. And I heard it from the Lord, not from some man. I heard it from the Lord. And see, that's the thing too. For us who are born again, we walked, we moved in a particular state, in, in a particular condition, in times past before we were born again. I mean, look, look at the natural progress of, uh, of a person in the flesh, okay? Of a person born in the flesh. First, they're a child, and then they learn how to crawl. They, they begin to move, and then they learn how to walk, and then they learn how to run, and then they get really good, and now they can really like sprint, run without falling or tripping. Brothers and sisters, when we are born again, there is a new way of walking. Unlike what we have known in times past, altogether new. Not coming from our own ability as we have learned and used in times past, but from the ability of another to learn 
all again from, I would say it this way, from zero, to start all over from zero. A lot of us don't like that. We're content with what we know, with how we can function, with how we, how we did things in the past. We're good with that. We understand that. We're, we feel safe in that area. You know, I, I, I understand this. This is familiar. But brothers and sisters, nothing of our life, who Christ is, is familiar. It will forever be, as the Lord told Joshua, you have not gone this way before. Everything of our life, who Christ is, is new. There's no familiarity here, brothers and sisters. No, no. There's only trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord, and faith in the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. He went on. Let's see, where were we? Uh, we're still looking at the word walked. Uh, Strong's number 4043. This is the Vines uh, New Testament, Vines Dictionary. Let's see. Yeah, I, I read it. To walk is sometimes used of the state in which one is living or of that to which a person is given. All right. This is another Vines uh, definition. Uh, it's, let's see, is used a letter A physically in the synoptic gospels except Mark uh Chapter 7, verse 5, always in Acts, except in Acts 21, chapter 21, verse 21, never in the Pauline epistles, nor in those of John B, letter B. Figuratively, paripateo, that's Star number 4043, figuratively signifying the whole round of the activities of the individual life the whole round of the activities of the individual life, whether of the unregenerate or of the believer. Let's look at some examples here. Of the, whether, whether of the unregenerate, this is Ephesians. As an example, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. It says, This I say, therefore, and testifying the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles do. Let's see. In the Lord that ye hence walk, not, there. there's our word walk, as, as other Gentiles walk, there's our word again, in the vanity of their mind. That you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, the vanity of their mind, the futility of their mind. The apostle, this is a letter to the Ephesians, he is, Paul is speaking to the Ephesian church, to those who are born again, all right, to the body of Christ. They were, they were, here we go, with our diagram, whoops, I just hit that chair. They were, 
walking in the vanity of their mind, the futility of their mind, just as the rest of the world. And he's saying, we shouldn't walk like that anymore, brothers and sisters, because that is not our life. That walk, that walk is according to a particular state of being, a particular condition that is no longer our state, that is no longer our condition. Therefore, we should walk according to this new state, this new condition wherein our life, who is Christ, is found. Going on, it has another example. Uh, let's see whether of the unregenerate, that was Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, or of the believer. Let's look at this example. This is, they have Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. The Apostle Paul, once again, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk, here we go, here we go, in, there's our word, Strong's number 1722, in him. First reality, then the knowledge of reality. As, here we, let's read it again. As therefore you have received Christ Jesus, this is a new birth, this is reality. Christ Jesus the Lord, so then walk in him. Also, the Christian, I love this, the Christian is to walk, I'm still reading out of Vine's Dictionary, the Christian is to walk in newness of life. In newness, I love that. Let's just go ahead and look at that. This is Romans chapter 6, verse 4. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Whoops, that's wrong. <laughs> that was Romans chapter 6, verse 5. This is Romans chapter 6, verse 4. <laughs> this is the one we were looking, at, looking for. Um, let's see. Oh, I love this. Let's just start with verse 1. All right. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we continue here separated from God that grace may abound? Listen to this. Certainly not. God forbid. How can it be? Impossible. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into, baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, I'll read it again, Romans chapter 6, verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, even so, we also who are born again, we also the body of Christ, we also the church, the believer should walk, there's our word, 
in newness of life. Not in oldness of death, what was, but in newness of life. New, altogether new. Never old, new. The Christian, uh, Vines Dictionary once again, the Christian is to walk in newness of life. It was on after the Spirit. I love this one. This is Romans, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse, let's just go ahead and start with verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk, there's the word, according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It goes on, uh, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but, verse 9, but... You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, if you are born again. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not of his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And then it goes on. But brothers and sisters, if you are born again, if you have life, it is because the Spirit of Christ Himself is in you. You couldn't, you, we cannot have life apart from Christ. We cannot have salvation apart from Him who is salvation. God designed, God designed the whole thing perfectly, brothers and sisters. God did not, for, for example, God did not, God did not go about this way. I will give them this, then I will give them this, then I will give them this, and then I'm going to add this, and then I'm going to add this. No, 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 no. No, that's not how God did things. At the moment of new birth, God presents Christ, His Son. And in our heart, in our soul, by the work of the Holy Spirit, receiving Christ His Son, we have received everything our soul was ever created for. God gave everything in the person of His Son. He held nothing back. He gave His only begotten Son, brothers and sisters, this He did. And if you are born again by the work of the Holy Spirit, this is the one whom you have received. You have received everything from God in the person of Christ, His Son. 
So once again, with our definition of walked. To tread all around, that is, walk at large, especially as proof of ability. Uh, to make one's way progress, to make due use of opportunities. Sometimes it is sometimes used of the state in which one is living, of that to which a person is given. Signifying the whole round of the activities of the individual life. I was just thinking about this. <clears throat> Before we were born again, we had our way of learning things. We had our we had the natural senses, brothers and sisters. We exercised them and we learned accordingly with our natural mind, our natural reasoning. We 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 did all this. We learned all this. We we became familiar with all this, and we are familiar with what was in times past. And yet, now, for us who are born again, there is a new way of learning. A new way of walking. Yes, even right here. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. In which you once walked. It is having to learn anew. We knew how to walk. We knew how to have our existence in the world that was in an old creation. Now we are to learn how to live, move, walk, and have our being in this new creation. And I do want to stress this, brothers and sisters, this is automatic when the heart is turned, beholding the face of the life of our soul, who is Christ himself. Everything else is automatic. I want us to look at a passage. <clears throat> this is Jacob uh, wrestling with the angel, or I may just quote it. It's Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 32. Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 32. Jacob is wrestling with an angel, see? And to me, Jacob is like a picture of a believer. He's born in the land. Uh, he's born in purpose. He goes out, out of purpose, uh, gets a wife, comes back. And yet, he wrestles with this angel. Of course, that angel is Christ himself. He wrestles with the one sent of God. And see... I'll just use the, the word angel because that's how it is. And um, theophania, uh, the angel, is looked upon as Christ, a theophania of Christ, where Jesus appeared in the Old Testament. So uh, he's wrestling with this angel. It's during the dark. It's during nighttime. It is at night. He is all alone, except him and this angel, wrestling and so the angel brings him to this place. Well, let's let me just go ahead and read it. Make sure I don't get out of order. Genesis chapter 32. Let me just start with verse 22. That night he's at the fort of Jabbok. Uh, 
Verse 24, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Very significant. Uh, he did not prevail against him. He touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, but Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And see, here's Jacob. Okay, it goes on. Uh, the, and the man says to him, what is your name? Jacob says, Jacob. All right, here's the deal. Here's Jacob. He is, his heart is submitted unto this government, this understanding, this knowledge of what was, of what is not, okay? The knowledge of a child, the mind of a child, okay? And so the angel, the, the man basically says, what is your name? He's wrestling with him. What is your name? Brings It's like this, the Holy Spirit brings us to the point where he asks us, what is your name? Identify yourself. What do you believe of yourself? And Jacob confesses, I am Jacob. In essence, this is my life. This is my nature. This is my character. I mean, that's what we believe, brothers and sisters. And yet the man declares the truth not Jacob, no longer Jacob. For your understanding, for your knowledge, no longer Jacob, but Israel, Prince with God. Not you, but Christ. He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Israel. Prince of God. There's only one Prince of God, brothers and sisters. There is only, only one Son of God, that is Christ Jesus himself. Not I, but Christ. Then it goes on to say, Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. His walk was forever changed, forever altered, automatically in the wrestling, in the scene of this one. Everything's automatic, brothers and sisters. Everything, everything. Before we were born again, once again, we had our particular course, our particular mode of being, our particular way of walking in that, in that state, in, in that condition. Once again, there is a new state, a new condition, wherein we must learn to live, move, and have our being. And once again, that learning is automatic in beholding our life who Christ himself is. The life of this new state and new condition of our soul. Listen to what I say. Jesus does not have to do anything to be Jesus. 
And brothers and sisters, please listen. I am not saying that we are Jesus. No, far from it. We are a vessel. And by the mercy and tender mercy and ever abounding grace of God, we have an immeasurable treasure in our vessel, who is Christ. Just a couple other examples. Um, When Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, when he was walking by, uh, I'm thinking of the call to the disciples. There's Peter, there's James, there's John. They're, they're, They're in their business in the world in what they know there that's what they know how to do that's their livelihood that's where they lived they moved they had their being they knew what to do there and yet jesus comes and passes by and says you follow me and jesus continues and look at what did they do it says they dropped their nets and followed jesus well they already they already their business was familiar to them. Uh, I think with James and John, it was it was like their, the family business. Their father was fisherman, and they're fishermen too. And this is the family trade. And yet Jesus shows up and says, "You follow me." They drop it all for listen for Jesus. Listen into the unknown with a desire because of a desire to know a certain one. See, it's not about just, oh, we're going to go run into the unknown, brothers and sisters. No, 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 no. The eternal object was in view. Christ was in view. Everything was done because Christ was in view. They were able to drop everything they were doing because of one who was in view. You take Jesus out of the picture, brothers and sisters, they weren't going to drop a thing nor will you, nor can you. The rich young ruler, he comes to Jesus. I mean, he's rich, ruler. He's got it all. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, okay, do this. Well, I've done that. I can do that to the max. I've got that down. I've trained myself. I've learned how to work the system. I can do it. And Jesus basically says this, okay, here, do this. Sell what you have, give to the poor. Come, take up your cross and follow me. Oh, whoa. Whoa, I can't, this is too valuable to me. I've built this up. No, this, 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 this produce and this knowledge of this produce, this is just, this is too valuable for me. I don't know if I can just let it go for you. And yet that's what the Lord presents to everyone who's not born again. And that's what the Lord presents, brothers and sisters, unto us. That we may leave our ignorance, not to get rid of ignorance, no, no, no. For him who is the knowledge of God, the eternal knowledge of God, who is Christ himself the eternal wisdom of God, who is Christ himself, the eternal understanding of God, who is Christ himself. The Apostle Paul, but one thing I do, forgetting that which is behind, I press, I press unto that which is before. 
the above, the high call of God, the supreme call of God in Christ Jesus. I do want to read this in, in just in closing here. This is the Gospel of well, Gospel of John. I accidentally hit the book of Joel. <laughs> the Gospel of John. This is chapter 21. I'll start with verse 14. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had uh, eaten breakfast, verse 15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had at, because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now verse four, excuse me, verse 18. Look at verse 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked. There's the word. Walked wherever you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Verse 19, this he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. And then uh, it goes on. Peter turning around saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following all, following who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is uh, the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Behold, uh, excuse me, but Lord, what about this man? He said to him, If I will let he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. And just with verse 18, Peter girded himself with the knowledge of such a state and such a condition, he girded himself with the clothes of such a state and such a condition wherein he was in times past, and he walked at large freely about in that state, in that condition, in that, if you will, that entire world and creation that was times past, and now even, even greater than, than this, the greater fulfillment, brothers and sisters, is that he, the moment of new birth, he is clothed upon anew and learning to walk, being brought, being taken, being carried because of a new state, a new condition, wherein his soul is found, wherein his life is now found. And that's really all I had for today, brothers and sisters, is that by the Holy Spirit, by the work of the Spirit, if, if God be so merciful and the Lord brings it to pass, the Lord, by His Spirit, will bring us to the point to continue on in Christ Himself.
where it is as he told uh, Joshua with the children of Israel crossing into the Jordan, you have not gone this way before. You have not come this way before. It is a new way of knowing me, a new way which will result in a new walk, which will result in a new speech, which will result in a new declaration, which will result in knowledge. I don't want to say new knowledge, no. The knowledge that we have had before, brothers and sisters, is ignorance. Jacob. But knowledge, who Christ himself is. Not I, but Christ. So, may the Holy Spirit continue uh, drawing the attention of our heart above unto Christ himself. And may God do in our hearts that which he desires to do by the work of his Spirit for his very own end. Amen? Amen. We'll see you in our next lesson. Lord bless.